Hello and welcome back to the Key Arsenal podcast. It's episode 54 today. I'm joined by two lovely co-hosts today. We've got Madeline and Dad. How are you both doing? Excellent, thank you. Good, good. Kyle is on, um, well, we're not going to call it Sunday League. That's a bit that's a bit rude. Tuesday League duties today, so you can't be with us today, but... We're going to be talking about the Leicester game, the Liverpool game we've got tomorrow and Aston Villa at the weekend. But most importantly of all, Dad, we're going to start with you. We've won five games in a row. What's going on? Five games in a row. And uh, the last one was actually... Quite a comfortable one, unlike the week before where we were hanging on for five minutes, having been really good. This week we were, um, I'd almost say in control, but I, that's probably the right term. I think we had the game well managed. That's probably the term I should use. Well, well, maybe control is the word you're looking for. It just just feels slightly weird to say, but to you, did it not did it not seem like, apart from maybe a 15 minute spell, we were very very comfortable in that game? Generally, yeah. Apart from that, you know, that little spell in the first half, particularly where I don't totally know what happened, but um, yeah, to that point, we looked quite. Again, yeah, controlled, playing some decent football, some of it lovely stuff. Um, nice to see Lacker get on the score sheet, whether it's a penalty or not a penalty. And for a man who hasn't scored much recently, a remarkably confident penalty. Mr Schmeichel, when you're moaning about people and whether they stop or don't stop, Perhaps you should look at whether you stay behind the line as well. Just a thought for the day. Yeah, he was basically trying to tackle Lacazette there. Madeline, thought your your thoughts on it? Do you agree with what what Daz just said there? Yeah, I I think we controlled the game for probably ninety percent of it, bar that maybe last 15 minutes in the first half where we decided that because we were 1-0 up, we were going to let them have the ball for a bit, which if there's a team to maybe do it against, it is probably Leicester because you stop them in that way, playing the way they want to play, which is on the counter. Um, And Ramsdale's goal wasn't exactly being peppered, um, but for a pretty good save from him and an excellent challenge from Ben White, um we we kept hold of our lead and i was really happy with the response in the second half to get at them and to sort of just kill off any part of hope they had um but yeah i think it it was controlled there was there was no point where i was seriously worried but i was a bit We'll say concerned that all our really good work from the opening 20-odd minutes, while we had been exceptional, um, was going to be slightly undone. But no, I think as two two performances against Leicester, I think we've controlled them both um, and not really let them have a sniff in either of them. Um, obviously, I know the last game, Ramsdale did, did have a very good game, but... As a whole team performance, I think there have been two very good performances against them this season. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. And they're not they're not exactly the Leicester of the last couple of years, but we've I've said uh, we've made them look pretty pretty average in the games we've played against them. Whether that is was them not playing very well or um, us just being pretty good. Yeah, I think it's a bit of both. Oh, as I as I said last time, I 
if I was Leicester, and it's easy for me to say I'm a Arsenal fan, hoping we get into Europe as a minimum, hopefully the Champions League. But the other side of me is whether you call it the European Conference League, you know, oh, you don't want to win that. I, I actually disagree. I think if you're in it and you're Leicester and you're 11th or 12th, that's where your priority should be. Good for us because Tillemans wasn't playing. Body was injured. Double bonus. Um, so, yeah, they weren't quite the Leicester we've seen, but did the double over them, so I'm happy. Yeah, you got to say that without Body, they really did not did not offer much in an attacking sense at all. He is such a such a key part of, yeah. of their success, and I think the fact he has been a bit injured this season, whereas he normally keep manages to keep himself very fit, so that's that's a I think that's the reason why they're as low as they are. Um, and just coming back to you, Dad, is watching Leicester def- defend set pieces. Does that give you some nightmares from previous years watching Arsenal? I have to say, they were. Um... Oh. Yeah. The marking on that corner was reminiscent of us a couple of years ago because the way Odegaard sort of went forward, pulled himself three, free, and then the three Leicester players were... Uh, none of them actually went near him to challenge him. So, yeah, their, their problem, not mine. Definitely not ours. Yeah, definitely not ours, Madeline, because that lovely little statistic came up at the bottom once again. 120 corners faced, no goals 121 actually now. 120, it was 120 though, but they did have... It they was, had they extra, had another corner. Yeah, but yeah, not not a single goal conceded from a corner yet this season. With yeah. a little over 10 games to go. Quite a nice stat, we'll concede from a corner in every game for the end of the season now. Um, no, it's quite a nice little stat to have. Um, I think, can't quite remember his name. I was about to call him Nikola Jokic. Is that his name? The defense, yeah. the, the set-piece coach? Jova. Jova. Um, some, some credit to him. Credit to whoever decided he was the man for the job. Because we've been good at attacking them this season. We've scored quite a few um, attacking. And I know Leicester's marking was atrocious. Um, especially considering we've actually made that exact same corner already once this season and scored from it against Villa. Um, yeah, it's nice little defensive stat. Good going forward. Um, so, so there can be no complaints. So it's just hope that we can keep it intact until the end of the season that would that would be nice wouldn't it it would yeah i'd be interested to see if we did manage to do that how many if there are any other teams that have managed to go a whole season without conceding from the corner i'd imagine chelsea may well have done in 2005 but certainly won't be many about so yeah lovely um goal from the from from a corner and then sort of for the next 10 15 minutes or so we were we were really on top of them we we um re- really on top could have scored a couple more and then as we said they they had that little spell came back into it Ramsdale made the save of Harvey Barnes um Brendan Rogers wasn't was he had his hand in his air in the air again didn't he dad yep the Brendan Rogers both hands up, and then the realization it hadn't gone in. In fairness to him, he applauded him. So the comment of "Wow," very polite in front of the camera, Brendan. If you're ever listening, impressed that you didn't say anything un untoward that might have offended some viewers. And and the little round of applause, very nice. Fair play to you, young man. 
I was going to comment on Thomas Party having scored one, got very close with a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was sort of sort of minute where we literally had the ball right in their box. Oh. Um, Cedric really put a really nice ball across. Saka can quite get under control. Try to hit, get it to Jacques. He completely had a swipe at one. And eventually it came to party, showed a bit of coolness on the box and, and hit the post. And we still haven't got that, still haven't quite got that long shot to go in yet, though. No. But yeah, and then, as you say, we have the 15 minutes where we did the drop deep thing, which I'm not sure about. But... Um, Came back out second half. I think this. I think the half was a good was a good break for us. Got ourselves together. Arteta obviously spoke to them all and early penalty for all the complaints of oh he didn't mean to do it. That's not deliberate. Well, when you got your hand out there as if you're signalling traffic in at Heathrow. Um. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm probably on, I'm, right. He didn't go because would Thomas have got there if he hadn't put his hand there? Probably. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, I've got to say that I'm not not quite sure how there was an argument about that one. No, it did it seem about Mr. Schmarkel upset with. Lacazette claiming he stopped, but he didn't really stop. As I say, then Mr. Schmarkel should perhaps look at where he was when the ball was kicked, because he was close to close to tackling Lacazette, as you pointed out, Matthew. So, yeah, I mean, there's so many things wrong with that penalty. I mean, Saka's basically next to Lacazette, giving him a encourage a word of encouragement as he's took it there's about two or three Leicester players in the box ready for a rebound and Schmeichel as I say is on about the edge of his six yard box what isn't wrong with it is ultimately what Lacazette does which is slow very much slow down but then stick it away and whether you think that's right or not that slow down as long as you don't stop that's fine yeah it'll be interesting to see if they change the rules about that but ultimately that that is that is allowed in the rules so nothing wrong with it mr smichael can just can just complain as all he as all as he likes really yeah i'm gonna think if he looked at it Back, he'd probably stop some of his complaining. Uh, um, yeah. And then you got to say, oh, after it was two nil, a couple of subs come on, and we just just kept yeah. the ball for about twenty minutes. Really impressive. Yeah, very impressive, and uh, a couple of really good performances. I thought party was excellent. Mr. Odegaard yet again. Um, I thought Ben White was very good, actually. One of you two pointed out his tackle at a very important moment. Yeah, big tackle. Then obviously doesn't give you a a, a shot or anything like that. But you see see that was a very, very important tackle. Tierney, a very timely clearance, and admittedly, it's only a hack of a ball away, but very yeah. timely. Um, man, I can't really say anybody had a poor game. Um, all reasonably performances. Jacker was quite good. Yeah, I, I, so I thought the three in midfield were, were excellent. Party and Odegaard stood out, really got the got yeah. the sort of the claims but yeah I thought Jack was really good as well 
Yeah. Madeline, for you, anyone else you want to pick out? Um, I thought again we've we've mentioned the save. I thought Ramsdale at set pieces. I was very impressed. Um, came out punched well, caught a few. Um, again, Cedric very tidy. Harvey Barnes has been in very very good form, and he didn't really let him have a sniff. Um, so. Fair play to him for that. Um, and, yeah, as Dad, Dad said, there wasn't really anyone that had a bad game. Um, I thought, ironically, for all their good form of recent weeks, Saka and Martinelli weren't, not necessarily quite at the races, but... They, they probably had a slight dip in performance. I thought at times their decision-making wasn't quite right. Um, and and occasionally, at times, it was a bit predictable what they were going to do. You knew it was going to be a cut inside and have a shot. Um, but I think, in a way, that wasn't actually a bad thing because it showed how many of the rest of them could step up um, and, and have you know, almost be a game changer party. Obviously you've spoken about Odegaard, who I think everyone is starting to and I don't I think Arsenal fans have sort of noticed it for for the last few months or so. Everyone else is starting to catch up and realise how good he's been without necessarily the goals and assists. Um and he has, he's got he's got his fair share. Um but I just think everything about him he's that good that it has finally got to the point where I've stopped telling him what to do because I've realized he knows better um bloody hell Madeline I know I know I me get, you I, have never heard that dad no I I see him get the ball and I think let you know best where will you where will you put it this time um and and he always 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 picks the right option um but yeah, Ben Ben White, I thought, is very quietly at the moment going about some very tidy business. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think anyone played badly. I think obviously, I think Party and Odegaard and fair play to him, Xhaka, um, in that slightly more progressive role. I thought all three of them stood out, but every everyone was very everyone was very tidy. Yeah. Tidy, lovely word for it. And um, for Mikel Arteta, I mean, he got a lot of praise on Sunday on, on TV. I'm not because of anything he really did, because at the minute he's just sort of sticking the same 11 players out there and telling them just do what, do what you need to do. But I, just, I think now people are starting to recognise the progression that's been made and how much better we're looking under him, especially at, compared to the start start of the season. Yeah, I think there's a... It's been the last few weeks where, I don't know what it is, Sky have picked up on the fact that we're in half-decent form. Um, and I think people are maybe... I don't know whether it's because it's nearing the end of the season and people are trying to work out who's going to finish where or whatever. Um, but certainly, if you look at where we were, not even after the first three games, after the first game, after that Brentford game, I think we all thought this could be a very, very long season. Um, and the way that he's kept the dressing room together, he's made some big decisions, he's got rid of some big players... And the dressing room have stuck with him. Most of the fans have stuck with him. The Emirates is no longer a soulless place. It's got some life to it. Um, I think what he's done for the club is almost monumental. Um, and... It's it it's got back to the point where people look forward to watching us play again, um, and 
it it's gone past the point of oh god that i don't i don't really look at it and think there's a specific and i touch wood here i don't look and think oh there's a specific weakness if that makes sense um i look and i think we've got a really good team and we could compete against anyone and i think that's a massive massive testament to him um and his coaching staff for what they've created at arsenal and at the moment long may it continue yeah absolutely and as well on this run dad we've sort of had games where we've looked at them and gone all wolves away that's a horrible game we always joke oh other teams have dropped points that means we're not going to capitalize we've we've and with games in hand as well we've really had the pressure on us to to win these games to get back into the into the right league positions we want to be in so does that show that although the team's young that there's not a there's no fear about it and there's a it adds adds a bit of pressure but the players are using that in a good way to try and get into the top four i think they're using it in a good way i think they know they're capable of it now i'm not convinced they did a few months ago but i think they do now um i don't think it's as as easy as the pundits are describing when you look at the fixtures we've got because we've got some stinkers um you know and everyone has to play everybody twice so it's just sometimes when you play them i think tomorrow's a really big game for us i think if we could get something out of it we'll be a lot more belief I actually think tomorrow, having watched Liverpool in recent weeks, I think they probably are the best team in Europe, if not the world at the moment. They can swap their forwards in and out, and they've got, I don't know, six blokes who can score goals. They've got Jota, who's probably going to play because Salah's supposedly injured. So they've got Mane. They got Jota and they don't need Salah against those. Those two always score. And then you've got Origi, who has this habit of scoring important goals for them. And they got Louise, who come on, just joined and they're saying, oh, amazing how Willie's fitted in. Well, if you join a team that's playing as well as they're playing and you play to anywhere near your ability, you're going to look a decent player, but he, he is. So I think tomorrow's quite a big game for us. I think if you get something out of that, they'll beat Villa Saturday. Lose, and I'm not so sure. But we'll see. What do I know? I'm always doom and gloom. Yeah, five five games in a row, it sort of seems silly to say, um, oh, re- really important one. Got to do this, especially considering we're playing playing against but it is i think and we will come on to that shortly but just before do that shall we take a little look at the old top four race a bit like we did last season uh last week sorry so last week when we looked we talked about the we'll call it the magical 70 point mark as opposed to the magic 40 point mark you need to stay in the league so, Dad, for you, 12 games left, 51 points. Uh, so, 19 needed to get to that 70 mark. Doable? I think it's doable. You've got, but you've, you've basically got to win your home games. Yeah, I mean, we've we've gone through the, the fixtures before. We're not going to go, go through all the fixtures every week and say, yeah, no. if, win this, win this. We might draw, could take a draw there, but... Yeah, the the home games are, are really important. We've got home games against teams sort of towards the lower end of the of the table. So those are the ones that are going to have to be sort of non-negotiable. They have to be wins. Yeah, definitely. And then you 
just got to pick up a few more points. And if you pick up those few points away from home at the, in the right games, that obviously helps you as well. Um, just a just a sort of only a very quick one from watching Man United and Tottenham at the weekend. Did did either of them? Did you look at either of them and go, yeah, they look they look good. They'll challenge us. Um, I again, I look at them both. Yeah, whatever you think, and people go on about Ronaldo. He's always got something like that in his in his ability. You look at Harry Kane, Son. They've they've always got a goal in them. And I look at both of those teams. I think both of those teams have got a better squad than us. Certainly up top. Um. So I think they're both capable. I mean, the only the only thing with have United how many games have they played? Twenty nine. Uh, Twenty nine. So they've got nine left. Yeah, and they've got forty forty eight points, fifty points, forty nine. I can't remember. You're you're basically saying they've got to win every game. Yeah, so nine nine games left for them. Twenty one available. No, sorry, not twenty one available. Um, twenty seven available, and they need twenty one to get above seventy. Yeah. And you look at that, and you think, are you are you going to win ten games on the spin? Have to go to Anfield. They've got to go to Anfield. I know, know that for for sure. Um, obviously got to got to come to us, and I believe they have to play Chelsea as well. Not sure if that's home or away, but yeah, so that's them. And ironically, they've got Everton away. Have they? And I I still think that's a tricky game. And even more ironically, Everton got a point against them last time. Okay, and when you look at when you look at Tottenham, actually, then, just just quickly as well, United have still got to go to Palace, which, yeah. as demonstrated last night, last night, yeah, well, it's the easiest thing to do. Other teams have got to do that. Palace yeah. on the way on Monday night's a horrible fixture, it really is. And as you as you then go across to to our old friends down the road, twenty seven games played. Um, forty-five points. I, I say when you when you swap it round and put them on forty-eight with twenty-seven and United on forty-seven with twenty-nine, that looks a much scarier prospect, doesn't it? If Tottenham would have, would have won that on yes. on Saturday, yeah. But as I say, I I think Tottenham are capable of beating anybody as they yeah. demonstrated. In all fairness, I do think they were slightly unlucky against yeah. against United. I thought for much of it they were the better team. So they've got they've got no distractions like us, but nobody mentions that. No. Um, and you know, like I say, they've got Kane, they've got Son, they've got Moura. You look at them. They can score. They look capable of scoring goals. The only thing I would say is they also look like they can concede goals. Yeah, I mean Tottenham are a team where you don't really want to look at the fixtures because they can turn anyone over five nil or they could lose one nil. So yeah, but they have got to go to Anfield, and obviously they will play us at some point. For some reason, that still hasn't been. No. Scheduled in, so that's you know exactly the reason. I, I, there's no gap in May either, so I don't know. The, That'll the, be midweek in May, yeah, just before the last game of the season. Yeah, so hopefully, that's what they want to do. Hopefully, it'll already it'll already be decided that at least they can't finish above us by them. Well, the and the I'll... other thing is, sorry, sorry to interrupt, Dad. 
um realistically you know you, you can say it's in our hands if you win the rest of your games and draw against man united and tottenham you're still in the driving seat well absolutely. and i know that that's a slightly i wouldn't say negative but I, maybe not the most optimistic way to look at it but they they they've got to come at you and get a result rather than it being the other way around which i which i think makes a difference yeah yeah i'd agree and i if, think i think look at west ham map you know, their second last game is man city uh, admittedly at home yeah they've also got tottenham and uh, they've, us they've got tottenham they've got us and then they've got I've chelsea got as well and they've got Chelsea. So logically, you work it out. Not everyone can win every game. Yeah. Um, yeah. They've got oh, absolutely. I don't, as well. Which... I, don't, I, I don't think... As, as, that's why I look at that, that 70 points. I think that seems a, a quite high, a high end, but a reasonable aim. I, don't, I can't see anyone really getting over that. No, um, like I say, I think somehow you've got 12 games, you've, you've got to, you've got to get 19, 20 points. Yeah. And then, unfortunately for us, Chelsea won at the weekend and I will talk about some refereeing in a minute, but if they hadn't won, as they shouldn't probably have done that instead of being are they eight points above us yeah five would have made with them having yeah, played we, two games more would have yeah. made a difference and again if you look at most of their games they're at home to Brentford away um, to Southampton of course, of course, we haven't we haven't actually discussed that, but Chelsea now sort of going away to Chelsea where no one will be there, apart from about a thousand odd Arsenal fans, doesn't seem as frightening a prospect as it did. So it'll be well, interesting to see what that what happens to Chelsea. Other than Auntie Helen screaming. No. Oh yeah, they they can have season ticket holders, can't they? Oh, that's a shame. Um, but yeah, that that seems a slightly less scary concept, as well as I'm sure much easier for anyone that has to play them at home with no away fans. Yeah. But yeah, but Liverpool on tomorrow, and if we take look, take aside the top four race for a minute, is it? good indication of these these five games does it show how how good we are if it's if we do what normally happens and get beaten comfortably by Liverpool as we were in at Anfield and then as we were in the League Cup I think it still does I think it shows you the perfect point of where you are the 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 city game earlier on in the year, we all, we perf- we played really well for fifty odd minutes, um, and Arteta spoke off in his press conference about how his next job was to make that squad believe that they could beat Liverpool, um, and and I think it Liverpool probably more than any other game in the season gives you your point of where you are because I think it accumulates a psychological side of the team and you're obviously playing against one of the best teams in the world and I think probably at the moment the best team in the world who have been given even more of an incentive to go and get three points. I presume this is their game in hand on City? You know, yeah. they, they didn't need much more of an incentive. They've now got it. Salah, I think, trained today, which is a bit of a bummer. Though, as I did sort of establish when I was working it all out, it actually probably doesn't really make any difference because they've got a front three that you can comprise of about five people that always score against us, no matter what. Um, uh, so, 
I think what no no matter what you're you're given a very clear judgment of how good we are and I think even if Liverpool turn up tomorrow and turn us over 3-0 yes it will be frustrating yes it will be annoying yes it's definitely not what this team needs and not it, it, it I'm saying it won't necessarily it it's still you're still as good as those five games have shown and losing to the best team in the world tomorrow doesn't make any difference to that if that makes sense and it it as I say it will be frustrating if you turn up and, and you don't and we don't show an account of what we are in terms of you know they roll us over like they tend to normally do because we also know that Liverpool do somehow have a tendency to make sure that they produce one of their top three performances of the season and they just store it away, especially for when we're on a good run and have the slightest bit of belief that we can go and put up a fight. Um, but I think, as I said, we are still as good as the last five games have shown and tomorrow won't necessarily... I wouldn't say it decreases how good we are, but it can increase how good we are, if that makes any sort of sense. Yeah, I'd say um, it is frustrating going into these games in good form and then ending up ultimately losing and having Guardiola and Klopp saying, oh, they're a fantastic team. They're doing great, great things Mikel's doing. It's lovely to hear, but I'm not, I'm not that interested in it. But have you... Have you got any belief at all going into tomorrow? Dad, I'll start with you. The normal. I, I think we can get something. But we need to play well. And I'm talking play well for 90 minutes. You can't have 15 minutes of not playing well. Um, and you probably need Liverpool to be just that little bit below their best. Um that's just an opinion. One for you, Madeline. Any belief at all? Yeah, because I think that I, I one, I think you can go into any game and get something. As Dad says, you you need them to have a bit of an off day. I'm not I'm not I'm not naive to that. Um, you could do with sort of Van Dyke sticking it in his own net three times. Um, in the I mean, first ten one, minutes, but yeah, to you know, really give you a boost of confidence, um, to make sure that you can get a draw come the end of the game. Um, yeah, there's definitely a degree of belief. The only thing I look at Liverpool is I don't see a weakness in their side. Most teams, I go right. This is what I would do. This is where I would focus my attention. They are such a <clears throat> well balanced side in terms of they've got players who would basically get in anyone's team in the world and they all work their backsides off for each other, for their manager, etc, etc. Um, so there, there's a degree of belief, a belief boosted by the fact that we're at home, that we can go and get something. And also, I know we did lose that cup semi-final, but we also drew away at them with 10 men. And they had a pretty strong side out. I know it wasn't full strength, a.k.a. no Salah and no Mane. Um, but if they can take a bit of that belief into we can get something out of this team um, and hope with every part of them that one or two of them has an off day, maybe hopefully more um and take something out of that 50 minutes of the city game and know that you can perform like that against the best teams in the world i think you have to give yourself somewhat a chance um and and just see where it takes you yeah absolutely will you both both be watching from your so-called homes yes. out behind the sofa at home, Madeline. Yes. For you, 
I, I will be watching. Um, I have unfortunately invited my Liverpool friend round. Bad idea. Um, but she isn't getting here until half an hour after kickoff, so I'm sure we would have scored eight by then anyway. That's um, no, so she's, she's on a 12-hour shift at the hospital. Um, she hasn't Fair got enough. a lot of choice. Yeah, that's all um, Tim Less Tim But, yeah. I'll be watching it in a pub in Cheltenham during race week, full of Irish people as we play against Liverpool. Oh, so it'll be full of Liverpool? Yeah. I I can't wait for it. I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, oh the the other one as well is Tomiyasu back in training. Yes or no? I wouldn't play him tomorrow. No. I think I might stick him on the bench. Yeah, I'd stick him on the bench. Maybe hope that you can be in with a result with twenty minutes to go and stick him on. Um, ultimately, as well, as much as it would be lovely to get something out of this game, and I might be wrong in saying this, according to you two, the Villa game is maybe more important. Well, I sort of see where you're coming from. And let's get on to it. The Villa game. Villa away. Um a team in excellent form, lost against West Ham at the weekend away, which is West Ham very very difficult place to go. Um, Villa Park, we, a very difficult place to go. Yep, it's going to be another tough one, that isn't it? And I think taking something from the Liverpool game or something positive out of it is going to really help because I'm not sure going there, having been pummeled by Liverpool. A few days earlier is going to be a good thing. And with only 50-something hours between the games. Yes. Thank you, Sky and BT. Even my Villa friend, Mr Denny, said, that's a bit hard on you lot, isn't it? Last game Sunday, Wednesday night, and early game Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not particularly nice. It must be said, but we've we've got we will have it similar as well when we play against Chelsea on a Wednesday, and then Manchester United on a Saturday at twelve thirty. Because why not? But there you go. That's the that's the way they they like to like to do it to us. Um. I've, I have to say, actually, I've I've seen a couple of the Villa boys today. They're they're all in a box, nice. um, slightly above where I was. So it didn't look like they were quite drinking as much as I was hoping they would be. But I'm sure I'm sure John McGinn did have a, did have a few pints. Let's hope he's going tomorrow afternoon, and there's a few more. I've said I'm not not quite sure if Coutinho or Emmy Martinez. Knew quite what was going on, but Mings was getting quite quite into it. I've got to say. Um, when you look at Villa, Madeline, it is it is all about Coutinho now, isn't it? He's a player that is. I don't want to say too good for Villa, but if he he could could quite easily be playing for Barcelona. Let's say that. Yeah, and why it never quite worked out with him at Barcelona will probably be something that will always remain a slight mystery to me. Uh, They just didn't quite find a place for him. Coutinho is a player that has always been a thorn in our progression, I will say. Um, He has shown he's still got it. Um, He is again I, I don't like using the phrase too good for Villa because I do look at it and of your sort of standard top six it sounds really bad I don't know if he gets in any of them and that's not as a criticism to him but that's more everyone else has sort of got a player in that position or doesn't play with a player like him 
Um, but obviously Gerard again is doing a really good job at Villa. Um, they were probably not quite performing to their full potential before he came in. Um, but yeah, no, Coutinho is a player who can produce a moment of magic out of anything. I can I can think of at least three goals I can think of against us. Um, and I definitely know there's more. I've just tried to erase most of them from my memory. Um, and I think not just Coutinho, he scored against us earlier on in the season and it was an absolute stonker. Jacob Ramsey has... I don't want to say quietly because people people have been talking about him, but as young players go, he's sort of gone about his business a little bit under the radar um, of the likes of Conor Gallagher, Saka, etc. Um, you know, he's got, I think, the quality to be able to also prove to be a thorn in your side and if you do concentrate too much of your attention on Coutinho I think Villa have got plenty of players that will punish you um, they beat us twice last year um, and they were two of the worst games we played all season um, but they, they obviously Coutinho being the main one they've got plenty that can hurt us but Again, like I've said, the few teams, I'm not completely sold on them defensively. And I do definitely think they're there to be got at. Um, but it will be interesting to see how the press fares, having played that many games already, which we're obviously not used to this season. Um, but we, we shall see. Yeah, they they will leave us chances defensively, and they they're probably they're, they're definitely going to come come at us and and try and try and take the game to us. Dad, when you look at um old Stephen at um at Liverpool, he's Stephen Villa. Um, what 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 do you think of of him as a manager? I know you're a big fan of what he did at Rangers and. When you look at him and Arteta, what do you think the similarities are and perhaps the differences as well? Well, Gerard, Gerard obviously for a, a, a generation of people, football fans, you know, they he is one of the idols of the Premier League. Now, I don't think he was quite the saint he's made out to be. Um are undoubtedly very talented and at times I, I, over those years you thought once we'd lost Vieira if we'd have had someone like Gerard, you know it would have made a difference and he could he, he definitely dragged that team along for a couple of years he carried them on his back um I did quite like what what he did at Rangers he he knows how to organize a team excuse me um you know, I I can imagine he walks in the dressing room and everyone shuts up and listens. Um, I can imagine he's quite persuasive with a referee's ear as well, because he always was. So, um, you know, he's, he's how good a coach he really is. Hard to tell yet. Yeah, you know, I think he did well at Rangers to get them to where they were. Part of that was Celtic were absolutely pants last year, um, but he did keep winning very and, and organised his defence very well. Um, hard to tell it how good he is yet at Villa, but clearly, you know, they sacked Dean Smith. They're in a better place than they were when they sacked Dean Smith. So obviously achieved something. I think Villa are a solid side. Um, good goalkeeper. I still like Emmy. Solid keeper. I think Jacob Ramsey, Madeline, I'm with you. 
could be a real player. Coutinho, you know, once he's fit and playing out of run of games, he's a good player. Love John McGinn. Love John McGinn. I'll quite happily take John McGinn at Arsenal. I quite like Ollie Watkins. Watkins. He he works really hard. Um, don't know if he's England class, but solid player. That they're a good good solid side, Matthew. And they've got some annoying devils. Matty Cash. Don't like him. Very annoying young man. Um, Tyrone Mings able to put in a really good performance. Gets away with a lot. Um, but also has a mistake in him. Yeah, I'm trying to think who the other centre-half is at the moment. Konza. Konza. Who's, who's a decent player. So, yeah, I think they're a reason, reasonably solid outfit, Matthew. On their day, we'll give anybody a game. Yeah, definitely. They work hard, especially at home. Yeah, the Villa fans get behind them, so that's a hard game. Yeah. And if I just quickly said to you both now, would you take three points from these two games? Three points from, from Liverpool and Villa, not each in total. Three points out of six. Would you take it now? Probably yes. Probably, yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah. Normally, Madeline likes to try and weave in a cheeky. Can I have four? I'd really like four, but based on the fact I know Liverpool are going to turn up tomorrow, I'll take three. I, can I change it to I'll take three in a performance? No, you you can't have a. I can't. I can get. Can't guarantee that. I can only promise you points. I'm afraid. Right. Um, we know what time it is now. It's everyone's favourite time. It is quiz of the week time. I've got some questions. Uh, some sort of good good context questions for now, and I've got some questions on Arsenal against Liverpool. So the same rules apply as normal. Shout your name when you know the answer. And we've got, once again, we've got a lovely question at the end, which I'm looking forward to. So first question is, when was the last time Arsenal won five league games in a row? And clearly no one has been reading the stats of the week. I'll say five seasons ago. So, 2017. Yeah. 2017. I'm saying 08-09. 09 Outrageous. It was 2015. I give half a point to Dad there for being the closest. Um, it is the first time that two teams who have won five in a row have played each other in the Premier League since 2008. Could you tell me who played each other? Chelsea and Man United. Chelsea and Man United. That would have been my guess, Matthew. Is that what you're going to guess? Or would you like to go? You might as well go for something different. For 2008, I'd have definitely said it was Chelsea. So I'll go Chelsea, Liverpool. It was Arsenal and Liverpool. <laughs> Arsenal, Liverpool, first last time and this time as well um when was the last time we beat liverpool what year oh uh the lockdown year which was um not the year they won it so 20 2020 yeah 2020 is correct reese nelson scored reese nelson lacazette wasn't it yeah yeah, both from horrible mistakes. I, yeah, I put in brackets 2020. Yeah, I put in brackets 2020 in brackets the hungover game. Um, I was I was hoping one of you might might forget about that one because I did when I was doing my research. So I was gonna say I thought it was 2014 the four one game, but beating them since then. 
Who is Arsenal's top scorer against Liverpool? What, what in time? the current squad or all time? All time. I'm not sure it'd be in the current squad. I think it's probably Lacazette. In the Lacazette squad. by default, I'd imagine. Um, I've got two in my head. Go on then. You can have no, one. I haven't out which one I'm going to go for. I'm I'm going to be basic and go for Thierry. It is Thierry Henry. It's, sometimes it's the obvious answers. I had him and Robert in my head. And that was the two I had in my head and I was trying to picture them. Mm, Perez might have been for Tottenham. Robbie Fowler is Liverpool's top oh. scorer against Arsenal, as I'm sure you probably knew, Dad. Who's their second top scorer against us? I'd say Mo Salah. Salah. I'm going to say for... Firmino, only because he's been around longer. Firmino's up there. He's scored eight against us, unbelievably. Own goals is actually Liverpool's top scorer against, second top scorer against us. Koscielny was about four of them. I do remember Koscielny at least twice, and I do remember him giving away a penalty against Liverpool as well. So this this is the question. This could decide it all here. Was I actually alive for this one? Yes. You so won't wasn't remember last it. Week. Thierry Henry famously put two Liverpool players on their arse in 2004. Just got an absolute wonder goal. Can you tell me who those two players are? Do you want to go first, Matt? What, for that game that I was about six months old in? Come on. Go for it. Me or you? Yeah, no, you go. You were, One of them is Carragher is one of them. I think the other one. Is Moreno or something, the, the Spanish fullback. It's obviously it not. Be- no. It begins with a K, doesn't it? No. I heard Thierry. No, no, no. I heard Thierry. He, he's got a Scandinavian sounding name. I heard Thierry talking about it earlier. Um, it's not Scandinavian. Oh, well, it sounded Scandinavian. I'm not sure if Madeline would have ever heard of it. <laughs> it's Dietmar Harman. Oh, yeah. Dietmar Harman. Dietmar Harman. He was a German sort of... international. Yeah, German international. He's now a coach there as well. Is he not the scorer of the last goal at the old Wembley? Oh, that'd be great cheerio if he is. Oh, what? That old Wembley, I wasn't alive to see either. I'll look that up if that's true. That's great trivia. But yeah, that is about it from us. I'm not quite sure who's won that quiz there. It was a bit of a shambles, to be honest. Yeah. No one's got a question right there. Quizzing's always the winner, though. So. Here you go. Um, but yes, thank you both for joining me. Um, we'll be back f- to dissect both of um, this week's games. Next well, Pound week. says if our goalkeeper comes out and clatters one of their forwards like the Brighton goalkeeper came <laughs> He'd be going. Yeah, I, I, I'll and a pound give you that. Says, Tug on someone's shirt like that tomorrow, and they'll get a penalty. You putting a pound on well, a Mane elbow done. as well? Oh, oh yeah. the Mane elbow. That's if Mane actually plays. I, I can guarantee in the first five minutes, Mane will have gone in, arms up, doing something, and will not get booked. Won't even get spoken to. You can rely on VAR, though. Oh, yeah. We did get a decision from VAR this weekend. We can't we did, Yeah, we did get it. a decision from VAR this weekend. I'm, I'm still working out how the, the VAR man missed the Brighton goalkeeper coming out. Or Chelsea didn't manage to get, concede a penalty. Yeah. There you go. I'm not sure Havert should have been on the pitch either. Well, I think that one you could genuinely argue either way. I'm not quite sure how you could argue either way. You but... can look at you can look at that and go, yeah, that's not a that's not a penalty. And then they gave a corner, which it definitely wasn't anyway. So, yeah. So I haven't had referee rent, but keep those two in mind for anybody who listens. Yeah. Similar incidents tomorrow. You know what will happen. 
Yeah, yeah, we'll and be we need them a quick out. reversal of form from Brighton tomorrow night. Yes, yeah, they're on a bit of a shocker. But thank you all for joining me. And You're welcome. Thank you all You're for good. listening, and we will be back next week. Goodbye.